podcast i'm Corey, and i'm brian and this is the happy harvest horror show where we get together and talk about all things spooky and uh, eerie and creepy and this week we got a witchy topic to talk about for our um summer pagan holiday festival mm, pagans out there <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it, yes. <laughs> nailed it. Yes, um, today is our summer solstice celebration. I'm so excited. Yay. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk summer solstice. I love I love just the yearly celebrations, the as they are known in the Wiccan tradition, the Sabbaths. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done, yeah, we did we did a Samhain episode that was kind of history of Samhain. We also did an autumn equinox episode, which um, this will be a lot like that autumn equinox episode, I think. A little bit of history, some fun ideas for what you can do to celebrate the summer solstice. Uh, it's just going to be a great time. I'm jazzed. I've got like my summer colors on. Got my yellow, my green, my plants. I, I am. I think I bring the summer energy here. You're our, you're our winter. I got the cool lights, <laughs> cool attitude, cool vibes. You know, go Yule. Um, <laughs> you are your team mule team mule all around <laughs> Big time. I, I love i do love summer i do love summer solstice and yeah we're gonna we're gonna discuss that today but first as always brian how spooky was your week it was pretty spooky i i made a trip out to new york this last week and while i was there i got to see at the old ifc movie theater um one of my favorite theaters because it always shows the indie you know movies coming in i saw a movie called censor um which is set during the 80s in england i want to say it's a period piece but it's not just in the 80s in england so it feels like it's a period piece you know what i mean well, i think technically that is a period piece. it is a period like, piece but it's period like, piece means like it happened you know it's set in, in a different pa- yeah when i past. think of like period piece though i usually yeah. think of like Long time ago, yeah. <laughs> Long time ago. When this was just like 40 years ago. But anyway, set during the 80s, during the video nasty craze. And, you know, um, so this uh, main character is this woman who works at a film sensor. And she's the one who gives the certification for the film, whether to ban it or give it a rating. And uh, some dark things from her past start seeping into the movies that she's watching. She has to watch a lot of really nasty stuff. Um, anyway, I thought it was cool. When it comes out, check it out. It's out right now on IFC had some really fun ideas in there it was shot really cool um so sensor is what i saw and i also in preparation for this i meant to rewatch the wicker man because i thought that'd be a great you know oh yeah yeah fun. A nice fun movie christopher lee you know burning people in a big wooden man you know it's a good time <laughs> um but i didn't because i uh, instead i was like i feel more in the mood to check out all the psycho sequels because i've never seen them <laughs> it was just impulse i'm like i'll put on psycho 2 first and then i'll get to wicker man and i ended up watching psycho 2 3 and 4 all that night nice um, wow psycho 2 is I, great i don't even think i realized that there were that many there are and they're dynamite like anthony perkins comes back to be in all three sequels it's funny we got all these legacy sequels today you know that that's 20 years later you get the original cast back you know and it's so hot but in the 80s 83 we had psycho 2 and anthony perkin came back 22 years after that and that was like a legacy sequel and it was um it was such a cool cool interesting movie because it was him being released on probation from the mental institution that he's been in since the events after the first movie and everyone including the audience like especially me the audience the viewer you're rooting for him so hard you're like you can do it you can you can assimilate you know to normal life um, (laughs) you can do it buddy you don't have to be your mother you know like Literally, um, I love that. But people, you know, things and 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 just being back in the house, and these are all triggering events that are, you know, seeping at us consciousness. Mm-hmm. And it's just a fucking cool movie. And then there's two, three, and four. Anthony Perkins actually directed three 
um, himself. So they're all in Peacock right now. Oh, look or at that. Two and three are at least. I don't know. Uh, four was on Tubi, I think. But uh, big recommendation, at least Psycho 2. I thought it was just a cool, cool premise, cool, fun movie. And other than that, I don't know. I don't got much else. That was it. Yeah. How about you? Nice. How spooky was your week? Um, how spooky was my week? I watched, I mean, I watched this periodically all year round uh, forever. Um, I watched over, over the garden wall. Yep. Weekly viewing. It's required. Yeah, pre- pretty much. Um, of course. Love it. Uh, holds up. Yes, it's perfect. <laughs> it's, it's, perfect. Perfect. it's perfection. That's so good. It's like, I want more, but also it's perfect. Yeah, no. Yeah, truly. Like, obviously I want more. I would watch a lot more, but like, it's so perfect the way it is. Like, it's just so good. Uh, There's a bunch of comics about branching from it too. Oh, that's fun. I should Um, get into that. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. It'd be a fun thing. Yeah. Um, so I watched that as one does. And then my only other big one, I wouldn't classify it as uh, spooky or horror. I would just classify it as just uh, just plain plain tragedy. Okay. And uh, that that's a mayor of East Town. <laughs> oh, I've been hearing so much about it. We haven't seen it yet. I won't give anything away. I won't even talk too much about it. But it's just an insane web of tragedy. Yes. Tragedy. Yeah. It's just tragedy weaved into tragedy. There are there's the occasional comedic relief moment, but uh yeah, it's just ridiculous tragedy compounded by more tragedy. (laughs) And that's like the whole thing. And all the twists and turns are just like adding new layers of tragic and twisted. Yeah. So I definitely, you know, that's, that's like thriller ish, like kind of, kind of in, in the similar vein as we've been talking about in recent episodes, um, sharp objects, like in that type Mm -hmm. of vibe. Gripping. Uh, dramas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, gripping drama, tragic. Uh, uh, main main character is a redheaded woman who is just a we fucking mess, but like is powering through. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's on the list. I, I definitely want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I I see why people like it. I obviously like marathoned it pretty quick. Yeah, it's definitely gripping. It's definitely like keeps your attention not a feel good situation (laughs) at any at any point really but yeah i would Uh, say that was about it for me uh you mentioned tragedy you mentioned tragedy and um (laughs) i got my copy of there was a there's a new special release of lake mungo which is a horror movie from a few years ago i don't know if you've heard of it it's a it's a little little baby little horror movie that's pretty popular and you know the cult classic circles. This movie's so good. It's it's just this like small little found footage kind of movie about this family that loses their daughter, um, and they think they're being haunted from her spirit. So they get like a film crew to like kind of document, and in a kind of like you know uh, not Twin Peaks because it's not surreal, but just kind of like things start coming up and it's different things, and it and it's just this portrait of just such tragedy in this family that's been like really rocked by the sudden death. And Oh my God, I can't recommend it enough. I don't want to tell you anything about it. I'm just saying, you know, like <laughs> there, there are, there are movies out there with much small budgets that can do so fucking much. And this one, mm-hmm. like there are scenes in it kind of, kind of shook me to my core. It's got an ending. That's an all timer Lake Mungo. It's rad. It's Australian too. So. All right. Awesome. Anyway, that's what, when you said tragedy, I was like, Oh yeah, I just got this in the mail. <laughs> fucking tragedy (laughs) yeah tragedy all right well shall we shift into some summer solstice celebration yeah but before that before we get into the fun stuff let's take a moment to thank our rad coven of supporters we got julia jody erica wendy morgan jennifer jody and aaron thank you all so much for uh, all your support. It's awesome. Rad. Thank you so much. Um, if you'd like to join this rad 
Coven, you can go to anchor.fm slash HHHS slash support and toss us any, any bucks. There might be some perks coming up here pretty soon. We're thinking about doing this book club and spooky book club with yeah, our supporters. Um, and to be a part of that, we'll, we'll get some more details out soon. We're still ironing out, but we're thinking just, you know, being a member is going to get you access to that zoom link and, um, to kind of join in and talk about us. And that could be just even the bottom of the barrel, 99 cents. So easy, easy, breezy, easy peasy breezy. Yeah. Um, any, any support helps whatsoever, any spare change or any large amounts of cash are, are welcome as well. We welcome it all and we're grateful for it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, whatever you can do and yeah, basically support us and, uh, and yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get some details uh, hashed out and, yeah, and we're still we can, working on that, but can, it's going to be fun. It's exciting. A lot of spooky books out there. Um, there are, there are many. Or many. And uh, we're also on YouTube. Happy Harvest Horror Show. Um, great if you uh, if you like the show, sharing with your friends. You can share us on Instagram via Spotify. You can leave us a, an Apple Podcast review. You can also check us out on twitch.tv slash happy harvest every Thursday. I'm looking to do every Tuesday and Thursday here soon. But I'll be back Thursdays. Spooky games. Come hang out. we got a cool group already. That's a good time just hanging out for a Thursday night. Getting spooked. Yes. But, um, yes. So I think we covered the bases. I think we're good. I think we're good for solstice. Beautiful. Wonderful. All right. Let's do it. Summer solstice. Summer solstice. I'm having like, <laughs> I'm like having a hard time getting comfortable because I'm like all sweaty because I had to turn the air conditioning off. So because my air conditioner is really loud. And so like. So you're living I'm, the summer solstice. I'm, yeah, I'm living, <laughs> I'm living the summer solstice right now. I, I, yeah, I'm living that life. Also, like my, <laughs> my pet bun is sitting right over here, and he is just flopped. He is like, <laughs> he is like flopped out. It. Yeah, it's cute. He's so cute. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I might be moving around a lot because I'm kind of sweaty. Um, but it is what it is. Summer solstice, baby. That that power of that sun, it'll it'll do that. All right, so. Like I said, just going to do um, talk about summer solstice as a general celebration, um, a little bit in the Wiccan tradition, uh, a little bit of history, a little bit of ideas of some fun things you can do to celebrate this time of year. Yeah. Uh, the summer the summer solstice this year uh, happens on Sunday, the 20th. Yes, the 20th. So we will make sure that this episode goes out before that so you can, you know, prep and enjoy the actual solstice. I think our autumn equinox went out late. And so it was kind of like. uh, And it keeps us um, up at night still, you know. Yeah, I know. Right. But yeah, we'll get summer solstice out here quick for you. Summer solstice. The word soul is Latin for sun. And solstice comes from solstidium, which means sun stands still it, meaning it's the longest day it just sits up there it's the longest day of the year the shortest night of the year and it has been celebrated for thousands of years likely much longer than we can even know it is a time of just great celebration of life, like life and life energy is big right now. We've got very powerful energy coming from the sun. Things are very fertile. Things are blooming. The sun's beating down. Like we've got all sorts of flowers, all sorts of herbs and fruits. Like it's just a very life giving time. And so it's a time to honor and give thanks to the sun for, for all that it does. Uh, much like the autumn equinox, it has long been celebrated Ooh. with bonfires. So bonfires, bonfires. Um, so summer bonfires, who doesn't like a good summer bonfire dancing around bonfires, there was also a tradition of lighting two big bonfires with like a path between them. Mm-hmm. And people, um, I believe this is a European tradition, would walk between them with their like livestock, with their cattle, with their mm-hmm. livestock. And it was like a purification ritual. Mm-hmm. Also often taking ashes from the fires and adding them to crops. To- oh, we yeah. know that from the other yeah. 
autumnal solstice. Yes. Equinox, yes, yes. not solstice. Equinox. Let's see. There. Oh, this one. <laughs> this one sounds hella fun. Apparently, they used to uh, set large wheels on fire and and then roll them down into water. Sounds which- rad. I know. I love that. <laughs> I thought about that a lot when I read that. It was like, logistically, like, how do you, you know, how? You know, what's the, what's going on with the wheel? How do you get the the wheel on fire? You're burning yourself? You like, you know, hold it long enough? Are you waiting for the whole wheel to be fully inflated? Yeah. You don't want to roll it too early. It might go out, you know? It's, it's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. Like, was it fully Shit. inflamed and then someone goes in with, like, gloves and like i don't know i don't know is it like a super flammable wheel you know yeah i mean i I imagine it's made out of wood but still like takes a while for wood to takes a minute to catch right Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe we should try it and find out (laughs) and like how big of a wheel i'm thinking like a giant wheel so am i just like maybe it was just like a wheel on a cart you know that's like, a good point. Really- <laughs> I'm imagining, yeah, like a giant wheel. Uh, who knows? Um, let us know if you know. Leave some comments down below. Also, this time, so the way it's kind of thought about, the way it it has, you know, been talked about in lore over the years is that this is uh, this time is is largely about the relationship between light and dark and this has also been read as a battle between light and dark yeah um because what's so interesting about this time and both of the solstices this goes for winter solstice as well is that it is the longest day right it is the longest amount of sunlight we have all year on this day but that means we start descending after this right so so this sunday again yeah yep this sunday the 20th longest day and then monday we're 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 going back down we're we're descending back to darkness Mm -hmm. so there is this like and then obviously winter solstice is switched so there is this battle of like darks coming for light and light is at its like peak but the dark is gonna naturally take back over so I'm going to talk about it mostly in the Wiccan tradition, but these things are very malleable. I think we've talked about this a little before, but basically Wicca, it's a it's an earth-based religion. It is a form of paganism. So it's pretty safe to say like Wicca, all Wiccans are pagan, but not all pagans are Wiccan, right? Wiccan right. is underneath paganism. It's a It's a subset. And in... The Wiccan tradition, there are eight Sabbaths that are seasonal holidays, basically, that make up the wheel of the year. Mm-hmm. And in the Wiccan tradition, the summer solstice is also called Letha. L-I-T-H-A. We, I know we talked about this on the Autumn Equ- Equinox episode. I think we debated it a little bit. So some Wiccans in the Southern Hemisphere will practice the opposite because that's what's going on seasonally in the Southern Hemisphere, right? Like if it's summer up here, it's winter in the Southern Hemisphere. However, some practice along with the Northern Hemisphere. So it's really a a person-to-person kind of thing. The idea is to kind of follow the seasons, but um, yeah, it's really up to you how you want to work your calendar. So if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, uh, take your pick. Um, <laughs> whatever works. Um, choice. So historically speaking, summer sol- solstice would be celebrated for several days. Um, mm-hmm. There would often be like a festival, sometimes up to a week. Often people would stay up all night on Midsummer's Eve. So the night before, so that would be staying up all night on June 19th on... Yeah, Saturday, because then you get to wake up or you, you'll you be up with the sunrise kind of a thing. Sure. So it's like having a, a raucous revelry until the sunrise of the summer solstice. Some different activities you can do. Obviously, celebrating with loved ones is always a great idea. That's that's yeah. a go to for all um, all holidays, right? Whether you celebrate more earth-based holidays, whether you celebrate, you know, 
Christian holidays, whatever holidays you celebrate. Holidays are often a time of just celebration with community, with people um, to celebrate one thing or another. So obviously celebrating with loved ones is always a good idea or a you know, small group of friends, whatever. Yeah. If you don't want to stay up all night in revelry, you can wake up super early and watch the sunrise. Um, it'll be way, yeah. way early because it's the earliest point in the year um, on the day of the solstice. So like you're, you're getting up, you're getting up nice and early. I might do it. I might force myself to do it. I've been trying so hard to fix my sleep schedule. I'm such a natural night owl. Mm -hmm. And like right now, my like typical sleep schedule is I go to bed at like three 30 in the morning and I wake up at like 11, like every day. That's late. It's except do the math. It's eight hours of sleep, you know, like, it's yeah. just, it, but it's just an annoying sleep schedule. Like yeah. I want to enjoy the morning. So I might do it. I might do it for summer solstice. I might force myself up and hopefully the sun will guide me. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'll probably be snoozing, but like, <laughs> um, spending time outside, hanging with the trees and the plants. That is just a fantastic way to yeah, celebrate get to nature. Get back to it. You know? Just get back to it. Just get back to it. Hanging out with the trees and plants. Yeah. Going camping, I think, is a wonderful idea for summer solstice. Try yeah. nature meditation. You yes. Know? Sit under a tree and breathe. That's a great get way. In that longest day of the year energies, you know. Honor, honor the summer by just hanging out, hanging out with nature. And say see ya because we're going towards the cooler months finally. <laughs> You're such a summer hater. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. My solstice celebration is going to be a little mischievous. It'll be like, good riddance, you know? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Some crafts you can do if you like making things, if you're crafty. You could make a sun catcher. So like with different um, like crystals, there's different things you can use that will capture the energy of the sun. And then you can use that energy in ritual, uh, flower crowns, classic. Great for a music festival. Great for summer solstice. The best. Also, oak leaf crowns mm. because the oak is a huge symbol for summer solstice. So it's a good way to honor honor the oak. Yeah, you could also, uh, if you want to stay up late, get the most of the day, you can host a bonfire, you know? get the, Honor that uh, fiery aspect of the sun and light that bone fire. If you got some bones laying around, light them up, you know? <laughs> Let them up. <laughs> Love um, it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, that's what I will probably do because we got the fire pit that, you know, won't always you're have. Gonna, you. You're going to light some bones on fire? I probably won't light any bones. Oh, that's a No bones around, but we're going to light uh, a fire and uh, it'll probably be a wake fire at that technically, right? Because that's, uh, the, there's the diff. When I was doing the research for this, I learned that the bone fire originates with bones and makes the black smoke. So you throw a little mm. odd job there too. And then there's the wake fire because you sit around it like a wake. And then there's also, we want to talk a little bit about the, uh, um, we're talking about colonialism, colonialism just a minute ago, but then there's the St. John's fire, you know, where that's a mix between wood and bones. Uh, we got midsummer Christians come in. They're like, Hey, here's another day we can mark as another Christian day. So they made it mm -hmm. St. John the Baptist birthday, which is six months prior, according to the Bible to Jesus's birthday. So, and in a biblical way, they did? Of, what I didn't, I didn't, I was guessing, <laughs> is that what they did? I didn't even realize that. Yeah, that was it's all, it falls in the days, just like, you know, Halloween, All Saints Day, it's another holiday. But act, it's strangely in this other, you know, these, these you talk about the battle and stories of there's the Oak King and the Holly King, mm -hmm. um, the twins and on Yule and Letha, they battle who's going to win, you know, uh, the fight over and daylight. We know and who's going to win every Holly's time. Holly's going to win. Coming in. <laughs> My boy Holly, you know, we're going to get it. We're going to. And that goes back to the oak thing. Oak being a big symbol is we know. Okay. So the oak king represents light and the yep. holly king represents dark. And obviously we know in this battle, in the summer solstice battle, holly wins, right? Because we're moving oh, yeah. back into dark. So dark wins. And so using oak as a symbol is kind of in honor 
honoring the yep. Oak King for what was given to us. It's a lot of openness and uh, their traditions. Yeah, for that's for Midsummer. Uh, Reading here, the the Celtic name for Oak is Duer. Duer. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. D U I R, which means doorway. And we are crossing this threshold, entering the doorway into the second waning part of the year. And back to John the Baptist, it's so funny that Christian, you know, stories marking it in this day. But also in in the Bible, St. John sees the story of him coming into the world, his whole, his role is to prepare the way for Jesus, right? But, and so in some way he, I think there's a quote in there, like my way, myself lessens why he rises or something. So like, um, that's good it's, yeah which <laughs> is strangely in tune with the actual traditions you know the same yeah. story that he his role will shrink to make way for you all coming up you know to make bigger you know, I, like I love finding the connections of like yeah uh, basically the christianization of paganism like mm-hmm. that shit is so interesting and wild so you're like, like holy shit that's the same story yeah um, exactly 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 Love it. Love it. Um, I mean, I don't love it because technically that was like, uh, you know, colonialism and Christianity taking over paganism. And right. So I don't love it. But I, I, yeah, I enjoy finding those connections for sure. It definitely makes you think about things. Um, (laughs) Makes you kind of have a little think, think. A little think. Um, But uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's kind of the midsummer fires, you know. Scatter around, make a good harvest. You mentioned that. People dance and leapt through the fires. It's a pretty fun revelry, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're having no a good time. Hurt. We're having um, a good time. If anyone's going to have your festival bonfires, just observe proper fire safety, you know. Maybe don't <laughs> jump through them. I know it's fun. In terms of activities, it's also a good time to be honoring animals. So play with your pets if you have them. A lot of animals have big energy right now. It's just a big energetic time, right? Like, as I said, I have a pet rabbit and it's it's like rabbit season. So he's he's got the zoomies all the time and he's very like alive. So like spending time with animals and just observing how they uh, relate to the energies of seasons, I think is just a fabulous practice in general and uh also just like a nice meditation and you know just play play with your animals enjoy them they're a beautiful wonderful part of nature some rituals if you're into ritual magic or just doing more ritualized activities right now is just like big love energy romance love sexual energy that's it's big right now so it's a good time for sex magic if that is your vibe Mm -hmm. right now is a good time to explore it also very good time for growth related rituals right things are growing we're growing the greens are growing the flowers are growing so doing any ritual related to growth personal growth this is a really good time for it it's a wonderful time for empowerment, particularly self-empowerment, which makes sense, too, because think like sun energy, right? Like the sun is just deeply powerful. It represents a very like self-empowered energy, even though we're not in Leo season right now. Leo is ruled by the sun, right? So I think a lot about I kind of like meditate on Leo as a symbol. Um, Also, I'm a Leo rising. So I kind of connect to it from that place. Mm -hmm. But Leo sun powered energy right now. And Leo is also a sign of like self empowerment, courage, you know, energetic uh, ability in a lot of ways. So so yeah, that's just if you're into astrology, I think that's a good sign to think about when you're thinking about sun worship, right? Because that's essentially what summer solstice is, is a a lot of sun worship. Also a good time to do a release ritual. The most simple release ritual that, you know, I think I've been doing for a long time. I feel like I've been doing since I was like a teenager is you write down the thing that you want to release. You write down things that no longer serve you. And then you can you can burn the paper. You can dissolve it. You can bury it. There are lots of different ways to ritualize that release. I would, if I was doing a release ritual right now, I would burn because obviously fire, fire, yeah, fire energy, 
Throw it in the bonfire. Exactly. You know, Um, you're all hitting around. Just get out your paper, throw it on in there. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, the sun made a fire. So we are literally worshiping fire right now. So I I think definitely a good time to do the fire version of that release ritual personally. But, you know, do what you want. I'm I'm not your boss. Um, (laughs) Be your own boss. Symbols. uh, Already talked about most of these. The sun, obviously. Fire. Yes. Oak. Oak trees. Oak leaves. Colors. Really just all the big, vibrant ones. Yellow. Green. Orange. Red. Big, vibrant colors. Blue. Blue for the sky. Some deities if you're into worshiping deities in your practice. Solar deities. As I mentioned, the Oak King. In pagan tradition, Midsummer's Day is a battle between the Oak King and the Holly King. So we want to honor the Oak King, pray to the Oak King um, for all that he has done. Also, a good time to worship the Mother Goddess. So the Mother Goddess changes based on, you know, what you practice. But it'd be like the Roman Goddess Juno is... A mother goddess, right? So the mother goddess, because this is also, it's just a huge time for fertility. Mm-hmm. With the uh, fertility, yeah. I mean, you got flowers everywhere. You got bees making honey, you know. You got um, fertility within relationships, too. There was a, um, I learned uh, the practice of hand fasting. Um, have you learned, known about this? Mm-hmm. Um, it is a Celtic tradition going back 7,000 B.C., uh, that is when people decide to be to make a union between two loving people, they would tie their hands together to mark that they are one. They would just basically tie a braided ribbon or cloth around their hands. So like they're holding hands, they're trying to tie a little oh, knot around it. Yeah, interesting. Cute. So uh, yeah, so if you're gonna get married, throw, throw it in there. Why not? <laughs> well, yeah, they've been doing it for a while. Yeah, there you go. Like it. Herbal and floral stuff. You have pretty much endless options right now. It's a very abundant time for all sorts of herbs, flowers, fruits, and pretty much with all like Wiccan tradition um, and like pagan tradition, when thinking about herbs and and flowers and things you want to use in ritual, just like whatever is like abundant and blossoming at the time is always a good idea. And right now there's lots of stuff. So oak leaves, rose, mugwort, honeysuckle, rosemary, berries, uh, luscious fruits, you know, Mm -hmm. really, really anything that is blooming and in abundance right now. Floral incenses, sandalwood. And that also goes for like, if you're using like essential oils, right? Using like, um, uh, like rose hips, essential oils is really good. Uh, rose essential oil, those guys. Yeah, Rose is big. That was actually one that I read. So this is a book. I've talked about it on the podcast before, and I do recommend it. It's not Wicca-based. Uh, Wicca is I bought it uh, in Salem when we were on our Salem Woo! trip. Here it is. It's Walking the Tides, Seasonal Magical Rhythms and Lore. And it is based in uh, specifically like England, I believe. So he gets really in-depth in terms of like flowers and things that are native to where he's from, um, which is very cool. But yeah, it's not Wiccan um, because it doesn't follow like all of the Sabbaths or anything, but it, it does basically just go through the year and you have the, you have the summer tide, the autumn tide, the winter tide, the spring tide, and those are broken down into months. And so it's more of a, it's more of just kind of flowing through the year and, looking at different yeah just ideas for like earth-based rituals and stuff um and he talks a lot about rose rose is a big one he talks a lot about elderflower he brings up um actually making elderflower wine or elderflower champagne which sounds so fun i saw that i saw a recipe for it too yeah and this is a, a luscious thick wine and is known as the witch's wine hey Yeah, so I am very much into this. I've never made wine before, but like I kind of want to check it out. <laughs> Seems very interesting. 
Um, so yeah, elderflower, rose, bees, honey. Honey is huge right now. So in terms of um, if you want to do like a summer solstice feast type thing or lunch or whatever, honey and fruits, like make a glorious fruit salad. I saw someone on YouTube, they did a really cute summer solstice video and they made like a beautiful fruit salad in the shape of a sun. Nice. I, I thought that was really nice. So it sounds nice. Yeah. So those are all things you can do. And all of those things we mentioned are also pretty much all great things you can use to decorate your altar. If you want to do an altar for summer solstice, um, and yeah, Wiccan altars, just a great place to do rituals and pray and give thanks, all that good stuff. So Woo. all of that, Love it. Um, lots of different things you can do. As we've mentioned before, Wicca is a very like free practice in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, some people, some people are very strict about it, but in general, the concept and what is accepted among a lot of Wiccans is that it's non-dogmatic, right? So like, it's like, these are the general ideas. Do what feels right to you. And also, you know, like don't harm people in the process. That's always no, important. Don't. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Um, but yeah, also like full disclosure, I don't fully identify as a, as a Wiccan. I dip in and out. I have practice some Wiccan stuff. I like some things about Wicca. I'm a little more comfortable with the term pagan because that just feels like a very like all encompassing, like earth based. Uh, yeah. And I was wondering earth. that too, because Letha, is that a, that a Wicca term um, for the time of the year with the, the solar um, quarters, I, right? Yeah. That's the name of the Wiccan Sabbath. Okay. Cause I will, cause the, to the term also midsummer is the, is that more of a, pagan i guess a more vague term yeah i think yeah. so okay i think so. that's more of a like yeah that so like yeah letha is the the sabbat term so it's like specifically there's like the Wiccan. four quarter solar periods right and that letha is one of them and then you also have your yeah yeah yes yes I and they're did all some research you did and they're all on the wheel of the year um, and okay. they're all great. Like, yeah, like I, I say that as like, I just, I just avoid, uh, uh, being identified as anything. That's just like my vibe. I just don't like to be Stop it. identified as anything, but I dig, I dig Wicca. I, everything I read on it and stuff, I very much resonate with. So like, I'm all about that. Uh, and I'm all, I'm all about the Holly King coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Coming in and showing this oak dude what's what. Bring us back, you know. Team Yule. Brian is Team Yule. Team I I mean, I'm typically Team Summer, but like I said, I'm like sweating a lot right now and I'm kind of uncomfortable, but that's okay. So last little bit wanted to talk about, very excited to talk about this, which I think is a, a another very big, important piece of the summer solstice tradition. Yeah. In a weird way, in a very weird way, actually, is Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Everyone's favorite megalithic mystery, the Stonehenge. Yeah. It's so, it's so good. It's great. Big fan of Stonehenge over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but even not just Stonehenge. There are thousands of these stone circles across the globe that are all kind of, we don't know what. People are like, this is what Stonehenge is about. Like, it's still, we don't Nobody know. knows. But yeah, there are theories yeah. abound about Stonehenge. Check out uh, the Art History Babes podcast episode all about it. Okay. Check them out. And, uh, but as far as the purpose of the stone circles, we can probably connect them to like agricultural events um, because there's uh, like the summer solstice that we're talking about right now. That's an agricultural midpoint event of the year. A lot of these stone circles were aligned with the sun and the moon and they form, you know, sometimes complex prehistoric calendars, which was pretty, pretty crazy that they, uh, you know, early civilizations had like the, the geometry and the engineering, not geometry. Yeah. The geometry and the engineering and then the astronomy and all the knowledge to actually pull mm -hmm. this shit off. It's like, how? Oh, wow. <laughs> Aliens? Maybe. I mean, no, that's I don't know. that's what ancient aliens would have you believe. Um, 
Can I take a quick sidebar real quick? Sure. (laughs) While we're on the topic of ancient aliens. (laughs) Yes. I was just reading this book the other day and it was just like, uh, it's all about the pyramids, right? And and just like the marveling at how they even pulled that shit off, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was reading some research that, my God, it would have had to take, you know, hundreds of years if they were to do it on schedule, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But not even just that. I I get that, that it would take a long time. I get that each block was like a few tons and I get all that it would take, you know, how do they get them from here to there, all that. That's like big question mark. The thing that really blows my mind is the precision of each block because they basically, when making that, uh, once they planted the block, they couldn't like correct it in there it's a big heavy block they put it in there and and each of the blocks had like such precision that you couldn't fit a playing card in there and that was just like when i read that fact i kind of got goofed for a night i'm like you're right <laughs> how the hell you're going pyramids you're going man. down the ancient aliens rabbit hole and i don't huh? want to but like <laughs> You know, there's like, you're watching a true crime saying there's just like that one episode where they bring up one thing and you're like, this is going to fucking haunt me, you know? And, yeah, no, uh, I'm honestly, when it comes to ancient aliens theory, I am of the, I'm in the space of when you really look deep at like that show and like where a lot of ancient aliens theory comes from, like you have to be aware of the fact that like a lot of it is kind of steeped in racism and it's just like, like super problematic and yeah, like errors in perception kind of thing. That being said, I also, I don't think we know shit, uh, about anything so i'm also like open to the possibility that some things could be aliens you know what i mean yeah Um, and i'm not even coming from us i also think defaulting to aliens when we don't fully understand something from the past is uh not great either like (laughs) exactly like i said i'm not i'm not even coming from an ancient alien standpoint it's just funny that we brought it up and i'm connecting Mm -hmm. it to the pyramids but just like i got it from a book i found the other day that just had like just a bunch of fun you know, almanac of facts around and it brought up because each of the block weighed up to 15 tons. That's a fucking heavy block, that you know, and for block. them to place it. Yeah. I don't know. It's wild. So there is a, just of that book. They said just, there's no man powered known way that they could have had such precision on that. And that's, that's the one key that I'm like, <laughs> I'm holding on to that nugget. <laughs> It's such a shame we lost that that big old library in Alexandria, huh? You know, very. I bet true. there was very some just dr- directions in there. I bet there was a. There had to be something in there, like some there sort of chart where we something. look at and go, "No shit, that's yeah, it's awesome." What if, like, I mean, it's it's so hard to know, but yeah, what if literally all of all of those answers were there? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I said, it's gonna keep you alive. Now that brings us back to Stonehenge. Stonehenge. No. <laughs> yes. So there are theories abound about Stonehenge, and that's why we love it. Like, who doesn't love a good mystery? Like, I'm all about embracing the mysterious for sure. Um, but yes, one of the the main theories is that it is used, yeah, possibly for ritual purposes. Um, and and this goes back to summer solstice because if you look at stonehenge i mean there's endless pictures on the internet but stonehenge several of the main megalithic figures are like post and lintel construction so like boom boom you know you got Mm -hmm. the two and then the top and when the sun comes up on summer solstice that morning of summer solstice right in the middle there's the what is known as the heel stone and it it ends up right between on that like post and lintel so it just like come it's like right there like right in that perfect spot on summer solstice it seems very intentional and very much aligned with the you know astrological exactly so whether that was its main purpose or just an additional purpose you know because there's also theories that it was like a marketplace like there there's so many different ways of looking at it but summer solstice coming straight through stonehenge so every year there is a huge summer solstice celebration at stonehenge it looks wild. It looks like a super fun time. I actually watched the live stream of it last year, which was really cool, actually, because like we're, you know, we were in a prime lockdown for summer solstice of last year. And I it, it was cool to get to kind of celebrate and see Stonehenge on 
the summer solstice. But unfortunately, I guess they're not going to be able to have the live event this year either no. due to COVID restrictions. Yeah. No. Um, they're just, I, I, they thought they were going to be able to, and then there was some restriction that came through. So they're not going to be able to do the live event, um, like the in-person event this year, but it will be live streamed again. So summer solstice Stonehenge, like check it out. There's a link on like the main Stonehenge page. I thought it was super fun. I turned out like, I, I remember I like, watched it i turned on some like trippy like electro music and bun bun was out he he was wild he was wild on summer solstice night he was like running circles and we were like watching you know it was up we were watching the sun come up at stonehenge so it was really fun i recommend it i i'm definitely gonna check it out again i would love to go to the in-person celebration someday i feel like that would be so fun to actually do summer solstice at Stonehenge. Sure. Yeah. 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 I Sounds think like that a good time. Yeah. I think it would be cool and trippy and who knows, maybe I feel like that would be a good place. If there is a place to get abduct, abducted by aliens, I feel like that might be a good like starting place. Like, yeah. Um, any more on just traditions or what they can do or. I don't think so. I was, I, I felt, felt like I gave you a lot. <laughs> I think you did. I felt like I gave you a lot. (laughs) And if you Um, want to watch uh, some like pagan ritual inspired movies during this time, there's some fun ones out there. We got the Wicker Man. It happens during the May Day, you know, celebration in the Summer Isle, um, Northern England. This devout conservative Christian goes up there to look for a missing girl and he he learns things along the way, you know. Um, <laughs> Wicker Man, big fan. Uh, Midsummer is hot, you know. That came out a few years ago. A whole lot of overlap. What we're talking about: fertility rituals, hot summer heat, flowers, flower crowns, flower <laughs> crowns, purging with fire. You know, uh, <laughs> it's a lot. It's all in there. It's everything. It's all. It's for. all in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. I'm trying to think of any other movies that deal with Midsummer. There's a Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, not very spooky, but hey, Fae folk get involved. We always love yeah. it. Yeah, it's the vibe. It's the. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the energy for sure. Yeah. I'd love to see like a really spooky Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh yeah, that'd be you know? fun. I feel like that's very doable. Bottom with his like really scary donkey head, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like that's a scary character. I mean, if you want it to be a scary character, that's some like body horror right there. Yeah, exactly. Waking exactly. up with a donkey head. Mm. <laughs> I say no thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, summer solstice. I. I hope you all got something out of that conversation about it. Um, yeah, maybe some ideas. Yeah, yeah, some ideas of how you can celebrate. I'm definitely going to celebrate. Like I said, maybe I'll maybe I'll get up. Maybe I'll get up with the sun. I'm giving all of uh, June 20th to the sun. That is that is my plan. So, oh, it's Good also plan. that's it's it's on Sunday this uh, this year. That's cute. Sunday is Sunday. Sun, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's cute. That's cute. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So let us know. Let us know if you're celebrating. Let us know how you like to celebrate. If you have certain traditions, I think that's a fun thing. Is like the more because I'm trying to with my as I'm at this place in my adulthood, I'm like really feeling the value of uh of ritual basically and like spiritual practice and spiritual ritual in like an an organized way and so i i'm gradually trying to get better about like really creating traditions for these days you know what i mean like really creating like things that i do um for summer solstice for autumn equinox all of that and like just like any holiday, just like how every family has different traditions for Christmas, right? Like this right. is super customizable. Like it, I, it's really wonderful, I think, to create your own traditions to celebrate these kind of milestones throughout the year. They uh, they keep us grounded. They keep us held to the earth. They keep us 
hear and appreciative of the natural cycles of things. So I'm finding a lot more value in that and trying to create my own. And if that speaks to you, I encourage you all to do the same. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Go Holly. And Go yeah. Holly King. I, I was going to say, He's and meanwhile, and meanwhile, Brian will just be waiting for when it gets cold again. <laughs> you will. You will. <laughs> But you I mean, we're make- like a hundred and what, 30 some days to Halloween guys get your house in order. We get them out all your spooky stuff. If it's not already, we're coming in hot I Halloween 2021. It's going to be big. I feel like people got, I don't know, speaking for me personally, I'm ready to go fucking nuts. I'm going to do oh, all totally. the haunts. I like this. Fuck hot girl summer. We're going, we're going straight. straight. <laughs> get that PSL in Starbucks now. <laughs> Get Give all it to the me. Promotion. I need it now. I need it now. So well, lucky for you, only a few more days and we we start the decline. So um, but until then, I am going to soak up the sun's infinite powers and energy so that I may manifest in the material world. And I'm gonna enjoy that bonfire. <laughs> I am. I'm kind of. Um, I'm jealous. I. I want a bonfire. I want to have a bonfire. Yeah, it's fine. It's a nice little perk of living out here, for the yeah. time being. Thanks for listening in. It's fun. Uh, fun topic. If you got a, another spooky topic, hit us up. At, you know, Happy Harvest Horror jo- Show at gmail.com We'd love to hear from you, like we heard from Melanie this last week. Oh yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah, she wrote in and uh, commiserated over rock and roll mass from our Catholic episode. <sighs> Apparently we all went through it. You know? <laughs> uh, it's funny to connect on such a uh, level, you know, with. Oh with yeah. That, those, that those experiences for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, you can hit us up. Um, happy harvest horror show, gmail.com. You can reach us on, you know, we're on YouTube. Like I said, book club coming and we got, uh, you know, Twitch every, every Thursday, twitch.tv happy harvest. This is fun. Fun episode. Good times. Summer solstice. And uh, we'll see you. We'll see you soon. See you on the flip side. Yeah, we'll see you when we see you. Next time we talk, we will be on that decline to the spooky months. Here we go. That sweet decline (laughs) towards Halloween. (laughs) It's going to be get out those sweaters because it's going to get cooler. I'm stoked. You still got a while, man. You still got to get through July and August. I'm, no. <laughs> I'm going to sweat through it. I'm like, no. I don't wait for the weather, you know? <laughs> yeah, true. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. Happy, happy, happy summer solstice. Enjoy. Uh, we love you all. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.